MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun show lined up over the next three hours. Matt Humans in 45 minutes. He likes at least one NFL preseason game at this point of the week. And then uh, Adam Chernoff in studio as well this morning for a, a big chunk of the show. We're going to go over his uh, projected win totals for every NFL team, see if uh, there are bets to make this morning, what we can do to exploit it. Um, and that's we, where we are going to begin today because uh, we did have some news yesterday, Paulie, in this league. And uh, we'll begin with the number two overall pick in the draft as the Houston Texans announced in D'Amico Ryan's that uh, C.J. Stroud is going to be starting in the game on Thursday night. Just to go down like memory lane for one minute here, because C.J. Stroud has to beat out Davis Mills at this point for the job. And uh, look, I was uh, patient with Davis Mills. They took him in the third round a couple of years ago. I thought he looked pretty decent his rookie season. I thought he deserved a longer chance. They gave him that last year. It never really worked out. If, uh, if C.J. Stroud cannot beat out Davis Mills for the job, well, that would be uh, shocking to me, quite honestly. Now, if you go back to 2017, I get it, different regime, different people in charge. That's when the Texans selected Deshaun Watson in the first round that year, right? Oh, yes, yes. So, yeah. It, 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 honestly, it feels like that was 10 years ago. It wasn't. It's only six years ago at this point. But to refresh your memories on this, Watson played in the preseason and Whenever we saw him in a game, we're like, oh, my God, he's clearly going to win the starting job because his competition was Tom Savage. And, like, there's no doubt that Deshaun Watson is going to be starting from game one. Well, Bill O'Brien, in, like, camp and in the preseason, decided, no, we're going to go with Tom Savage. Guess how long that lasted? Do you, do you remember? It was also, it was practices, games, yes. everything. It was everything. Like, boy, Watson looks terrific. And, right. and, and it's Macho Man Savage. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. like, what? Well, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they went with him instead. Tom Savage was benched at halftime in week one. He was so bad. <laughs> that, that's how long it lasted. And uh, oh, by the way, just as a side note, this is what uh, Watson did after that. Uh, a couple of games later, he threw four touchdowns. Um, he had five against KC. He threw three versus Cleveland. The fo- These are all, all games in a row. The following week, he threw for 402 yards and had four touchdowns versus Seattle. And then like that week of practice, he tore out his ACL and he's out for the year. Like he was skyrocketing, was probably going to be the rookie of the year, was taking off. It was awesome, right? And that draft class was absolutely loaded. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, that was O'Brien being stubborn and pulling yep. a Frank Costanza. No one tells me what to do. Uh, and then finally it's like, okay, common sense prevails <laughs> here. The uh, So, you know, I, I would think he wins the job. We'll see. I guess the same thing in Indy, right? Minshew or Richardson. And I'm anxious to see how Stroud looks. And this is great that the NFL Network carrying all these games. And uh, the Patriot game will be on. We'll get to see, take a look at these young quarterbacks. I would think Carolina's a no-brainer. Got to be Bryce Young 
uh, to start with oh, yeah. one. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with the other two. And uh, and it's good that we we also have some news here about you know starters playing and, and how long they're going to go in the first preseason game coming up. Yep. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. But with Stroud now going anyway on Thursday night, and then I think you know he's going to win this job. I think I'd be kind of stunned if he doesn't. You're going to have a lot of good candidates to bet on this year for Rookie of the Year. I've only taken two really mm-hmm. deep long shots so far at this point. I have not landed on anybody yet. I have not landed on Bryce Young. 5-1 to one is tempting with him. But I want to see how this is going to play out a little bit in the preseason before I make any other bets uh, for the Rookie of the Year. It's certainly not tempting on Robinson, how low that price is. I mean, the kid might be a stud, but still. You're talking totally agree. Two, three to one to win it. Yep. And you're right. There are plenty of great candidates. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that this market is going to be a fun one to monitor week by week, game by game, and uh, see what you can find throughout the entire year. That's my plan as of right now. Again, I'll, I'll check out all the stuff in the preseason, see if anything pops, see what coaches are going to say before I get down or anything else. The two guys that I bet so far, uh, I bet uh, Kenny McIntosh at Seattle, 200 to one. And I'm ultra high on. Tony Pollard this year, but if anything happens to him, and I know that Deuce Vaughn is like not even close on the depth chart, but he's like 225 to one, a very small bet on him. I'm not taking this market very seriously at this point. I guess overall is what I'm trying to say. Well, he looks good in practice. Yeah, no, he looks great so far. Be, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be betting a tight end. I see people making the case for Dalton Kincaid. A tight yep. end has never won the award before. They're I'm not going to burn money. Game. They're talking a big game in Buffalo, though. Oh about, yes, they are. About how dangerous he can be. Yep. Yeah, but I I could make a case right now. I think for. Almost every single player on the left side of that column. I don't want to bet Bijan, though, but I think all those quarterbacks, Gibbs, absolutely, you can make a case for. Addison, you could. Quentin Johnson has been killing it with the Chargers, and he's 22 to 1 at DraftKings. I think uh, I saw him here in Las Vegas at a spot that was 26 to 1. So there are plenty of good candidates at this point, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to force a bet right now. Yes. So you mentioned Saints are going to be playing some starters this weekend. They're bumped up to three against KC, and uh, Jacksonville. Now lane four in their game, and uh, they're going to play some starters as well coming up this week, Paul. Yep. Yep, and the other big one is Saturday night with Baltimore. Can they keep this going? Amazing but true. Haven't lost a preseason game since September of 2015, and as impressive as the 23 wins in a row in the preseason, it's a ridiculous ATS run, too, uh, going back uh, with Harbaugh. I think it's a 26-5 and ATS run preseason for the yeah. Ravens. It's a joke. Well, look at the number right now. <laughs> I text you when that number first came out. Oh, way too long. And I said Philly opened up three, and that was your reaction. Like, wait a second, what? Ravens three. I'm sorry, your Ravens yeah. were minus three, and they were bumped up, I mean, in the, in a matter of, I think, not, well, it didn't take that long at all to go to six. Like, so what do you do? What, because mostly this is going to be sharp money, obviously, during the preseason. If you're booked, you open up the Ravens seven yeah. in the preseason? Yeah, well, yeah, you, you know what the public will do, but the other thing was it wasn't just 23 in a row. And the Ravens always win. It was who they're going against, like we talked about briefly last week. Sirianni didn't care at all last year. So going against Philly, I can't imagine they play people uh, either. And uh, did you get the Bears with that big move too? Did, yeah. you, did you know what the reason was on that? No, that one I've done. It's like not a four-and-a-half-point sure move. Yeah, Tennessee opened up a small favorite. Now the Bears are laying pretty much three-and-a-half across the board. Okay. Yes. That's a big one. The Packers are up to – that touched five already now. And they uh, open up much smaller than that against uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yes. We also had news with the Cowboys. Are we going to do this again? They cut Viscaino. They are down to one kicker. Hill, who covers the team, said it was a disaster the last couple of days with the kicking and the end game situations. And so their, their kicker right now is Aubrey, this USFL guy. That's oh. their kicker. No Maher. He's in Denver. You got Robbie Gold and you got Mason Crosby out there. Big Mike says we're not good, we're not going in that direction. We, they don't want to go down that path. I mean, what are you doing? Are you serious? Now, with what happened last year, how the season ended, and you're going to come into the season maybe, maybe hanging with this hanging over your head and your team. Yeah. And and the guy the guy well Viscaino was awful. So, but still the other guy Aubrey hasn't been good either. So they cut Viscaino, and now all they have is this USFL guy. But then you got Robbie Gold sitting out there, and then. Still, if you could take a shot on Mason Crosby, too. I don't know what they're doing. I think you have to go out and get one of those guys for sure. I mean, by the way, not only the way last year ended, how about the year before, too? So they've had back-to-back years end like that. Uh, and if you don't recall, remember they had that situation where they were up against the 49ers and they decided to call a quarterback sneak or a run with a Prescott with no timeouts and the clock ran out. Like, what are you possibly thinking right there? They have the talent. Like, this team, to me, and we're going to preview the Cowboys coming up, 
in a little bit more than 20 minutes here, I have them as the third best team in the NFC. They have the talent to win this conference. They have the talent to get there and, and play well, in the Super Bowl this year. Well, they could have. They were right there with the 49ers. I know. Could have won that game. Yeah, right. So, can Dak stay healthy? It seems like he always misses time. He played 12 games last year. And uh, the turnovers. Yeah. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, and you certainly should get a, a big boost here with no Zeke Elliott and Pollard getting all these carries as he averaged 5.2 yards per carry last year. And uh, great job by Dan Quinn. They continued the last two years lead the league in takeaways. So... If Dak doesn't turn it over and the defense continues to play like this, yep. they're, they're, I mean, they went to San Francisco, they're right to go to win that game. Mm-hmm. So then you win that, you're in the NFC title game, and who knows what happens. I just uh, I want to eliminate as many potential uh, problems as possible from the Cowboys because I already, I mean, can't stand the head coach. I think Mike McCarthy is, uh, you know, over his head. Maybe he's gotten a little bit better with the Cowboys than he was in Green Bay, but you can't, I mean, the decisions down the stretch in these vital games have not been there. And then uh, you're going to say, now we're good with our, our kicker situation right now. You're, you're right there again. You can maybe even win that division if something would happen to Philadelphia. You're right on the heels of those two teams in front of you. And uh, again, maybe maybe you it's a coin flip game in the playoffs and you win that and you're coming out of the NFC. Who knows? Well, you got to point the finger at the owner too, though. Oh, no, of course. It's There's four, no doubt. It's four playoff wins since 1996. Everything was going fine with Jimmy Johnson, as I recall. I mean, this was... Right? Can't share the spotlight. Who gets the credit, right? Well, that was Total a long, ego play. I mean, a the, long time ago. Sure. Yeah, well, I know. Like this, That's, like humans said, the Taco Bell. Yeah. It compares them to Taco Bell. Four playoff wins since 1996. Yeah. And well, la- last year was their first win in how long? Uh, no, they had, uh, well, they beat Tampa, and then they beat, uh, there was another one in there, too. I can't remember. They, beat, they beat Seattle. They beat Yeah, uh, they beat Philly. Seattle in that game. That Romo was... beat Philly. I think Dak had another one too. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, but to beat to, to beat Tampa, and he played well in that game. But then everyone remembers how the season ended with that. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that last play of the game. Well, they yeah. what they were doing against the Niners. It so. doesn't matter. Nothing was going to work right there. But to to run Zeke, I guess fitting that his career was going to end there, huh? Like that, and Zeke out and play center in the shotgun, and he gets absolutely steamrolled trying to block a guy that's uh, you know twice his size and bull rushing him. Yeah. Okay. You fired up for hard knocks tonight? J-E-T-S? Huh? Uh, I'll, I'll Rogers, give it a shot. Huh? As I've said before, I'm not the biggest hard knocks fan. Well, it's gone downhill. No oh, way downhill. It has gone way to, downhill. To me, in fact, to the point yeah. of where it's been unwatchable. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm pretty excited about this Jets team this year, so I'll give it a shot and see what it looks like. Are you? Are you stoked? I will watch it, yes. I'll be watching. Yeah. This has a chance at least to be entertaining because you got uh, some personalities there and some storylines. Will Rodgers be entertaining? I think yes. Hope so, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, the show needs him to be. Win some, lose some up, up next, and we have an entertaining edition of Top 5 Tuesday to go along with it here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, 
know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. Strider, awful last night. Pirates get the win, plus 240. Long rain delay, but they finish it off. You think Strider's out of it now. He was so bad. They dropped to, uh, I think, fourth or fifth on the NL Cy Young list now. that That's the kind of game that can lose him the award. Okay. Yep, White Sox plus 150, beat the Yankees. Again, Cole makes one mistake. They, they, they couldn't cease walking the ballpark. It was absolutely, I had a bet on the Yankees' first five. Were they getting no hit into the sixth inning? Oh, of course they were. Wow. It was disgusting. I had to turn it off eventually because, I mean, Cease had six walks through three innings, and the bases were loaded in the second with nobody out, and it just, oh. there, there is no life in this os- offense whatsoever. Yeah. And then Cole makes the one mistake, and my bet is dead. No chance. Yeah. Got to keep an eye on this prop. I could be wrong, but it feels like it cashes all the time. Every day, William Hill has yes, no grand slam. Yes, cash is yesterday plus 140. There were two grand slams. First game. Uh, Mookie Betts does it. And then we'll get to what happened in the night session as well. Alonzo, two home runs, 30-1. to one. Mets club the Cubs. Votto to go deep, plus 450. And Correa did a home run, 5-1. to one. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsun.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos, eclectic mix as always. Look at this. What a weekend for Nigel Seeley, right? Here is he's at the Man City Arsenal match. Look at the club suite. Look at that spread, right? Wow. Food everywhere, drinks. That is A-plus, top-notch, right? The floors, the, the seating, the TVs, you see all the – that is nice. Yeah, it's Beautiful pretty. buffet and everything they offer there from Man City Arsenal. Now, the day before, he was at Knotts County, League Two. You get the Knotts County, where he was the day before, kind of hanging out with the guys. It's, a, it's As I told you yesterday, it's a couple guys with the picnic table. Here we go. <laughs> the difference from League Two to the Prem with Arsenal and Man City. That's the VIP section. That's close. A couple guys, couple guys on the little picnic table. Looks like uh, with a, with it's a, raining through. Yeah, got the tent over them. Doesn't matter. The floor is soaking wet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nigel Seeley, really, truly the man of the people. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Night and day. Yep. How about, how about this video? The baby lion with a little sneak attack here, right? Hanging out, right? Peekaboo. Pitter-patter coming in. And it, oh! <laughs> Speaks it up and it just backs up. Hey, how you doing, right? You never know how the mother's going to react with that either, right? My mom looks going to be Right, sure. Uh, that's that's excellent. Lose some. What happened again? The Angels blew it in the ninth. They're 0-7 since the deadline. Angels and under becomes Giants and over. The Giants are up with a sixth spot in the ninth. My God. And that was uh, Estevez yet again. So that's two out of his last three appearances. He's allowed nine runs, by the way. And he was an all-star closer. Oh, he was great. Wow. Nine runs, is two out of his last three starts yeah. or appearances. Yeah. Oh, Mariners lost again. Or somebody, Marlins lost again. One and 14. Last 15 on the road. Good job by you pointing that out yesterday. They were fair. How could they be favored, right? They, as they bad opened, as the Reds have played. Opened up the favorite again last night yep. uh, for the game today. Texas gets it done, and they cover the run line. That's seven in a row for the Rangers. Three-game lead in the division. You know, we had the dog before lose some. The dog licking what he thinks is, is water, but it's just a reflection off the... Look at the dog. The family goes to Costco, and they buy the chicken... But the, do- the dog's licking the top of it with the cover. It's not open, buddy. 
little puppy here. He's got the ribs and he's got the chicken. He's like, uh, I'm, it looks good. It's tasty. The tail's going nuts. God, this is so good. He's saying, yeah. love this. One problem, though. We got to yeah. take the cover off so you can enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, God knows how long this went on for. Good point with good observation with the tail. Uh, he's like, Eventually, I'll get to it, right? He's getting excited, but it's not yeah. going to happen. You know, we're living in a society of complete animals. The lady, sure. You know, I like to play video poker, barefoot, too. I mean, the lady's playing slots. She's got her feet up on there. Shoes off, socks off, and she's got her feet up on the side of the slot machine. Just hanging out. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, okay. you, are you at home, lady? You know? oh. Paul, this is how bad the problem is across the country or the world. We get so many of these pictures sent in now, I can't even keep up with them. We, we, we show like 5% of them now. You know what it's become? There are too many. Yes, it's become people having the Christmas trees up in June or Christmas lights up in July. People just kept sending them in so much we couldn't. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But this is what it is with people, airplanes every day and, and out in public eating food, whatever. A couple bad beats, as I tweeted last night, what had happened, the Royals plus a run and a half. Two outs, bottom of the ninth, the Red Sox with a walk-off granny. 6-2 final. And the Angels in under, 8.5, 3-1 in the ninth. They lose 8-3. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get an all-access pass to our betting tools, betting splits, and our college football and NFL betting guides. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You can do exactly that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here we go. It's the top. You ain't first, you're last. Five. That's not enough, Dad! Tuesday. I've been ready for this my whole life. Top five Tuesday. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Follow the money. Very good. Marty Fish had this. Top five. Chime in, by the way. FTM at vcin.com or tweet at us. This is for the fellas here. Top five condescending names. I want to start with this. Tone is very important. It is. It's all about tone, right? As you can comment, some people, I guess, are offended or think it's condescending with chief or champ. I don't have a problem with either. And, you know, I remember Goodwill Hunting. Hey, take it easy, chief. You know, I don't have a problem with that at all, but other people are bothered by that. But then again, a lot of this comes down to tone and how so how it's said. Like number five, I hey, sport. Sport's a good one. Sport. Yeah. Sport, sports are a really good one because but, I don't really see how that's going to be. You, you know the person's being cocky at that point. Right. And then number four, pal. Again, how are you saying it? It's not what you say. Yeah. It's how you say it. And that's tone. Well, I got number four with pal. I don't think it's – I don't find it condescending, but a lot of people have a problem with champ. You? I got champ number three. It's on my list. Really? Um, I think it can be very condescending the way people use it, yeah. Hey, champ's innocuous. Oh, but if it's, especially after somebody says what something. What do you say, champ? Okay, if somebody champ. says something that's clearly wrong okay, okay. or stupid, uh-huh. and your, your comeback is like, uh, okay, champ, thanks. Bob Volgaris does this all the time. One of the best NBA betters ever, retired, uh, worked for the Dallas Mavericks, calls people fella. Okay, fella. Whatever you say, fella. Mm. Again, tell That's a good Very one. important. Yeah, and uh, I go number one, I say bud. Okay. Bud number one, condescending names. You have no idea how much time I spent on this. <laughs> I, I asked you yesterday. You said I can do a top 20. Oh, I, I go, easy. you got to be kidding me. Easy. Well, first of all, I mean, growing up, you know, buddies who I had, we, we called people, you know, everybody names like this all the time. And we yeah. were trying to be cocky and condescending while doing it. So here's my honorable mention. Ace, to me, oh, can be totally off-putting. Ace. Uh, yeah, the way people use it. Ace is really, really, how about Sparky? Or was that only like a Midwestern Sparky. thing? Sparky. I don't, yeah. uh, I'm not, no. No? I'm not familiar with that one. Kid? Kid or kiddo, yeah. Yeah, that can be very condescending. Kid or kiddo, yes. Uh, if, if you're talking to an older person and you call them pops. All that, right. That to me is good. And uh, boss has to be at least in the conversation. Boss. Because younger kids, I had that I've honorable. noticed, like uh, they'll call yeah. me boss all the time. I'm like, What? I'm not, uh, what are you doing calling me? That actually pisses me off a little bit. I don't how, like, so, how so? How's it used? Like what part of this? Of oh, the I mean, I don't know. Conversation. If I don't know if it's like an age Whatever thing. you say, boss. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Bad. If I'm like out to eat. I got, I have big guy, honorable mention. A big guy, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Kid, kiddo, ace, big guy, boss, honorable mention. Okay, so here, my top five. I yeah. think champ has to be on the list. 
That's number five for me. Uh, number four is very good, and our buddy Tony has been calling me this a lot lately, and I personally get a <laughs> kick out of it. I I love <laughs> using cowboy. Like, that is such a great term to call somebody, oh. right? Uh, number three. I'm the cowboy. Yeah, you co- don't hear that one often. Oh, start, Paulie, start hey, breaking cowboy. it out now more often. You can see where that one's really, right? You're going to get under somebody's skin. Mm. How about slick? Heat. The movie Heat? Yeah. What's that? Calls everyone slick. slick. Yeah. Yeah. Slick can be very, very good. Slick. I have, I, to me, again, I think Junior is outstanding. That's number two on my list. If you refer to somebody over and over again as Junior, you're like just telling them basically, you know, you're a child, you're, you're young, whatever, you're inexperienced. But number one, no question in my mind, has to be son. Yeah, you got a good list. When, when, you, ca- when you refer son. to somebody as son, yeah. You know that there's nothing good that's coming from that at all. There is there is not one possible positive like connotation or tone to that. It's all negative. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I spent uh, a, a oh, you know, and a lot of these are in, are in the arsenal anyway. So now we have to decide if we're going to call people guest names like, like this on I, the show. I like Ace. I got the uh, Ace. A- Cowboy, that's it. Should we call him Slick? Should we call Human Slick, Slick when he comes on? Wasn't he the manager for the wrestling? Slick? Of course he was. He was right. Yes. Yeah. Slick. Uh, so our preview of the Dallas Cowboys Slick. coming up next here on VEASAN. This is Follow the Money on VEASAN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Another way we're here to help you make a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game, vcin.com. All right, good reaction before we get to the Cowboys here. Good reaction to the uh, most condescending names list here on Top 5 Tuesday. Um... Mr. Masterline says that he uh, worked with a guy years ago, shocked pretty bad from a piece of equipment. He was known as Sparky forever after that. Yep. Christian says it's boss for me all day, drives me nuts. And uh, the most common reaction, the one that we evidently left off, is boy. Yeah, that's a good one. People don't like getting called boy. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, me too. Yes, I agree. That has to be on the list. Tim says guy. What's up, guy? Hey, guy. Guy? Hmm. That's... I had big guy honorable mention. Big guy, that's, that's part of it. I, had a fr- I grew up with a buddy who he would always do that. Hey, it, big it, guy? It, it didn't, not guy, no, guy. But, uh, but again, he never meant it in that way. It was always tone. Right. He was always, hey, what's up, guy? How you doing? Yeah. What's, cowboy? You're trying to be. Oh, come on. Cowboy Slick. I'm I telling sli- you. I think Slick and Ace. Slick. Very good. <laughs> what's up, <laughs> Slick and Ace. Oh, my God. I, I can't wait. This no, is definitely going to be a thing. You agree with me, though, right? I have no problem with Champ or Chief. I don't. Marty Fish had it on. I, don't. I think he had Chief number one. He did. On his list. Yeah, no, that's... I don't find that... No, I'm, I'm okay with that one. I'm okay. Also, we're getting uh, told that... Uh, and I, I figured that this was the case, but sun is used in different parts of the country in a positive light. Not like how we described it. Um... I'm telling you, yeah, like okay. my, my point is, like if you're playing, let's say you're playing a game of basketball, but it's three on three, whatever, and you are just taking it to a guy, and he can't stop you, start calling him son on the court and tell me how that's going to go over. You, you're going to, it's going to be, you're going to be well, throwing that, fists in about two sure. minutes. That goes back to tone and also place and time. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. Yeah, you're talking trash, but I mean, just, you know, walking up to somebody, hey, champ. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I got no problem with it. All right. What's up, sport? Sport's pretty good. good. All right. Condescending names. Thanks, yeah. guys. Good job. FTMadvsin.com. Good call on boy. Major swing and miss by me. Yeah. Cowboys are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 6 to 1 to win the conference. They're plus 190 to win their division. Their win totals, the normal win total now is uh, 10 and a half. Over is plus 115. If you want to get involved in an alt, the 11 and a half, if you think they're going to be really good over that to win at least 12 games, which is what they did last year, is plus 205. Or if you think it goes sideways, under nine and a half is plus 145. 
Um, again, the one-two position here is what I would look at. It's at DraftKings. You can bet them both, I think. Eagles, Cowboys to finish one-two or vice versa. Cowboys, Eagles, the first one pays plus 130. The second one plays, uh, pays plus 250. Unless something catastrophic happens to either one of those teams, I just can't see the Giants or Commanders finishing in the top two. Mm-hmm. Steve Mackinnon has some power rated sixth in our guide. I have three teams out of the NFC that can win the Super Bowl. They are one of them. Mm-hmm. I would uh, agree. I could, I, okay. I could be off. And again, we just pointed out the lack of playoff success they've had going back since 96. But they were they averaged 26 points per game. They won some games when Dak was out. That was a big surprise. Uh, the defense hung in there and played well. But again, it continues to be turnovers. 34 takeaways two years ago. 33. The first time that a team went back-to-back years leading in takeaways since the Steel Curtain oh. with the Steelers. Incredible. But you should get a big shot in the arm here. And I know you love him, and rightfully so, but Pollard. Now you're not going to waste all these carries on Zeke. And there was a report there still have some interest in him, but I mean, I know, but the Patriots, Jets, I mean, why would anybody want the guy? But 3.8 yards per carry last year, Pollard had 5.2. But everyone's watching this game week in, week out, saying, why doesn't Pollard get more touches? Again, yeah, he's my guy to win Offensive Player of the Year. I bet him back in the middle of June. I made my case on the year and uh, in the VSIM Pro Football Betting Guide. If Tony Pollard stays healthy this year, I cannot wait to see what his uh, season-long stats are going to look like. I think he has a chance to go nuts. Um, and the Pat, D- Dak, again, he's been a turnover machine. Yes, he has, and it's been the same thing in practice. I know. They lost Schultz, but they yep. brought in Brandon Cooks. Overall, still, I think the offense like is going to be elite. Yes, he has weapons. And I really like, I like Deuce Vaughn, too. Um, but you got to be concerned about the coaching. I'm very concerned about the play calling. I know Lombardi wasn't a fan of his, but Kellen Moore out, and now it's Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be more run-based? And uh, that could be a problem. But it comes down to Dak's health, turnovers. Uh, certainly if you take care of the ball and you has the weapons, and I think they're going to benefit. I think the Giants take a step back. I think Washington is going to be a, have a bad season. It's a great game week one, important game, taking on the Giants on that Sunday night. I think they can absolutely go over their win total. I mean, they won 12 games last year, and Dak only started 12 games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, they had that meaningless game. One of the losses was the Washington game that Sam Howell beat them. And I know they played people, but, I mean, Dak was awful in that game, too. But not only were it interceptions, it was the pick sixes that were happening all the time. Philly, Washington, mm-hmm. almost did it in, in the playoff game against the Niners. I mean, it was... Jacksonville, the walk-off in overtime. It was ridiculous down the stretch. Yeah, I pondered a uh, a win total bet on their alternate over when they first came out here at Circa. I did not make that bet. I will re-examine those numbers, but I do like them to go over their regular win total. of uh, That's 10.5 at DraftKings. I do, Paul. I'm with you. I think they can win at least 11 games this year and maybe go back and win 12 again. They have done a great – I mean, to their credit, they've done a great job of drafting players – over the years, they have talent all across the field. Um, in terms of their overall unit rankings at Pro Football Focus, the offensive line is ranked sixth. Uh, on the D line, it's eighth overall. They led the NFL in pressure percentage last year. It's Parsons, it's Demarcus Lawrence, and they added Maisie yep. Smith from Michigan. The linebackers thrive in coverage, but they struggled against the run. They're ranked 15th overall. How about the secondary? I think Diggs is uh, overrated, but they gave him that huge contract. It's boomer bust with him because he can get get you a pick uh, six right in your face, or he can be burned for a lot of big uh, you know plays in a game. They welcome in Gilmore. Overall, PFF ranked their running backs 10th overall. The wide receivers sixth again. That's Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup, and the special teams unknown as of right now. But last year they did finish 10th. The SOS this year it's the middle of the pack. And it's also 10th easiest over the first six weeks, but 10th hardest from November 1st on. And they are playing in six gotcha. primetime games this year. Uh, I don't like the bye week seven, and I don't like three of the last four at home. Uh, on the road, excuse me. And it's Buffalo, Miami, and Washington, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah, you should be able to beat Washington to close the season, but you never know. And they have that Saturday night game, uh, the final home game against Detroit too, which will be tough. But, you know, you look at this, I could it could go – Either way, to start the season. At the Giants, and then they play the Jets at home. Arizona and New England should be wins, and they go to San Francisco and the Chargers mm-hmm. back-to-back. So that's 
It, it, it feels like a three and three in there. Maybe they actually would take that, uh, get out of there three and three going into the bye, because then you figured to win some game, you could probably beat Rams, Giants, Carolina after that as well. So, um, but yeah, I, pro- hopefully four for the over four and two to start though, to get that over uh, ten and a half. But, yeah, but no, no doubt a talented team and a team that can push Philadelphia. But I love the I like the Eagles to win that division. I just think they're. Their personnel is, is so good, and I certainly have, I give them the coaching edge as well. Well, and the, I'll t- and the intangibles I'll, edge. I'll tell you what I know that in the first six games, technically, four of them are on the road, but realistically, it's only two that are going to be road games. I say that because week three at Arizona will be forty-five thousand Cowboys fans in attendance, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then week six at uh, the Chargers on a Monday night. It'll be deafening. Good that, that, that's going to be like 80-20 Cowboys fans. Good point, probably. Yeah. So that's basically only two. That's the way I'm looking at it. The two road games will be at the Giants in week one, which I'm sure plenty of Cowboys fans will be there anyway, and then at the Niners in week five. Would, is there any chance you would flex out of that game week five and put Jets-Broncos in light of the uh, Peyton comments? No, because um, it's the Cowboys. Yeah, rematch of the playoff game. and Okay. Well, I'm... I'm trying to tell you're, you. They're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, they are. They can flex right the, there. The NFL will not flex out of okay. the Cowboys. Yeah. Game. Would you say six prime time? Six prime. Said so with the, the flexing, you know, and that stop flexing. I mean, yep. uh, this is that. That's wild. All the prime time games. Yeah. Weird though, like you said. So from weeks twelve through eighteen, they have three in a row at home. Yeah. That's Commanders, Seahawks, Eagles, but then three of their last four are on the road to make up for it. I'm with you with the exacta. One, two. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. I mean, this should be, it should go Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington in order of the division. And, you know, very good that three teams made the playoffs last year and Washington was in last place, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Mm-hmm. But I think those two teams take a big step back this year. I'm looking at uh, the Elt over is 11 here at Circa, plus 185. So if they get to 11, even that's a push. Get the 12 whammo, that's going to be a winner. Over 10 here is minus 130. Matt Eumann's on the show up next. VEASAN host. He likes an NFL preseason game coming up this week. On the side and with the total. And a college football win total for Matty Ice coming up as well. Here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Football almost ready to kick off. VSEN has everything you need to make it a successful season. College football betting guide dropped last week. Best bets from writers, on air personalities. We preview every team in the NFL guide, over 70 pages. Best bets on win totals, futures, props. Steve Mackin and team that will improve and decline. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get both guides. $19. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Join the team. VEASAN host Matt Humans joins us early here on a Tuesday morning. His show is called VEASAN Tonight. Every night here on uh, the network, 9 Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. Matt, uh, thanks for the time as always. We appreciate it. Uh, we know that uh, you have a game that you like in the preseason. We'll get to that in a second. But you've been working all night and all morning on uh, quarterback rotations here in the preseason uh, for every single team in the league. What stands out to you? A couple that you like and maybe a handful that you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be really bad potentially? Yeah, that's uh, a good way to put it because a lot of these quarterback rotations in the preseason I don't like. And uh, tell quarterback talent across the board is not great. And you still got – I'll tell you one team I don't like in terms of the quarterback rotation for the preseason because you would expect Josh Allen's not going to play much for the Bills. Behind him is Kyle Allen as the number two who's been struggling in camp and Matt Barkley. Mm. And I think the Bills are really going to have problems offensively with Allen and Barkley in these preseason games. And I think they're going to probably should look to sign a veteran. Carson Wentz is still out there. Nick Foles, Cam Newton, I don't know who who it would be, but I think the Bills are going to have to sign somebody because Kyle Allen's not having a good camp and he's number two right now. So I don't like the bills. I don't like the Bengals situation. Joe Burrow's out for the preseason. You got Jake Browning, Trevor Simeon and Reed Sennett. That's not a good rotation. The Rams don't look too good behind Matthew Stafford with uh, Stetson Bennett, <laughs> uh, Brett Rippon and dresser Wynn, a rookie from UT Martin. So I, I wouldn't expect much offensively out of the Rams, the Seahawks, Pretty thin quarterback rotation. The Buccaneers, not too good. And the Commanders, also going to struggle. Sam Howe, I assume, is going to be the starting quarterback. And behind him, Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm. So those are six teams. And I, I could go deeper. There's a lot of teams where I don't like the QB rotations. But those are six I really don't like. The ones I do, that's the same old story with the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of times in the preseason, you're looking for quarterbacks in terms of backups who are mobile guys. When the offensive line breaks down, they can get out, run, make plays. Uh, we kind of saw that in the uh, Hall of Fame game with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a rookie from UCLA, who made uh, some difference-making plays for the Browns in that game against the Jets. And I thought Thompson-Robinson would be a good backup type of quarterback for the preseason. But the Ravens behind Lamar Jackson have Tyler Huntley, Josh Johnson, Anthony Brown. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, rotation for the preseason. I actually think the Colts got a pretty good situation with Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson, and Sam Ellinger, all three guys who can make plays with their legs. And also, uh, I do like the Patriots, and that kind of leads into a play mm -hmm. I like here in week one. So the Patriots have Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and Trace McSorley, formerly with the Ravens. And uh, I like McSorley as a preseason type of quarterback. And also, you know, I think Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator is going to make a huge difference. I've been following all the Patriots uh, reports out of preseason camp. Their offensive line's banged up and struggling right now. Uh, but I think Zappi, Mac Jones, and Trace McSorley are all going to benefit greatly from uh, a new coordinator in Bill O'Brien who's going to make uh, a world of difference from that circus show we had last year with defensive coaches in charge of the Patriots offense. So, I actually think the the Patriots' offense is going to be much improved. I'm not sure how great it's going to be right now because the offensive line's been struggling. But I like the Patriots as two-point dogs against the Texans in a preseason game on Thursday. And I also like that game under the total of 39. C.J. Stroud, the rookie, is going to start for the Texans. 
maybe only play a couple series. I wouldn't expect a lot out of him. And behind him is Davis Mills and Case Keenum. But I'm going to look to play mostly dogs in these preseason games. I see a few other games I do like this week. Uh, but the only one I've bet so far is the Patriots plus two, so I'll go with that for now. Okay. Did you uh, wind up on another uh, win total in college football? I did. And, uh, you know, I, I did the Big 12 and the Pac-12 for the v guide. And uh, one of my favorite win totals out of the Pac-12 is actually going to be Arizona State. I think a lot of times you want to look to bet under the high win totals and over the low win totals, which is sometimes hard to do. But I think this Arizona State team could be an overachiever. Kenny Dillingham is a 33-year-old coach who's actually um, worked under some really sharp offensive minds. In fact, he was under Mike Norvell at Florida State in Memphis, Gus Malzahn at Auburn before he became Oregon's offensive coordinator last year. He also hired Bo Baldwin, former head coach at Eastern Washington, as his OC. And uh, Arizona State brought in a bunch of transfers, more than 30 Division I transfers into this program, and I had a dark cloud hovering over it with the Herm Edwards era and the NCAA penalties for recruiting violations. All that stuff was a major distraction. Sun Devils went 3-9 and nine last year, and I think this win total is depressed because of that. But I love the new coaching situation, and actually the quarterback situation is not bad either. Drew Pine transferred from Notre Dame. He was a highly touted recruit for the Irish. Ten starts last year, 22 TD passes. And uh, his backup is Jaden Rashada, who was a five-star recruit, a commit to Florida who backed out and went to Arizona State. But I think this offense can be really uh, high scoring. I'm put numbers on the board, but the defense could have problems too. I think you're going to see the Sun Devils in a lot of shootouts. But here's the deal with the win total. At Circa, the best number out there, it's four and a half. I'm playing four and a half over minus 125. And the schedule is a big, big factor in this. Arizona State's got eight home games. Plenty of opportunities here to get to five or six wins. I think this team's got a good shot to get to six. Sun Devils open at home against Southern Utah, Oklahoma State, which I really expect to be down, got hit hard in losses in terms of transfers, and Fresno State, which lost Jay Kaner at quarterback and a, a lot of skill position talent. So there's three games right off the bat Arizona State can win. It also has league home games against Colorado, Washington State, and Arizona. You really break down the schedule. Uh, I think uh, Arizona State is likely to win five, could win six, so it's going to be a surprise team in the Pac-12. So let's go over four and a half minus one twenty-five at Circa. All right, great analysis, Matt. A couple minutes left here with Matt Humans. Uh, Vsin hosts mm-hmm. his shows. Vsin tonight, nine Eastern, six Pacific, right here on the Vegas Stats Information Network. Um, I watched some of the Padres, Dodgers yesterday. I watched the game on Sunday night. I mean, my God, how awful was that weekend <laughs> series for the? Are, are you want to put a nail in their coffin here? Yeah, I think the Dodgers put the Padres six feet under and they're throwing dirt on a grave after what happened over the weekend. I was at the game on Sunday night, and uh, the last two days, you guys watched the Monday game. Padres had a 5 nothing lead. Dodgers put up eight runs in the fourth yep. and uh, scored 21 runs on the uh, Padres pitching staff in the last two games of that series. I think it's an epic fail by A.J. Preller, the GM of the Padres, to have that big a payroll. And then two really important games in August against the Dodgers. You start Rich Hill on Sunday and um, Seth Lugo on Monday. And now the Padres are coming back tonight against Seattle with uh, Nick Martinez as starting pitcher. This uh, staff behind Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove is just not good. The bullpen has got some problems. And really, I think the biggest difference, the Dodgers have a really right now a top three offense in Major League Baseball, averaging 5.7 runs a game. And at the top of that order, you've got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, two consummate pros who are leaders on the field in the locker room. And what do the Padres have? I think that really they got a bunch of clowns who are out there hot-dogging around for a team that's under 500. I don't see that the Padres have any chance to turn this thing around. I yeah. Before the weekend, there was a friend of ours who was trying to convince me that the Padres on the Futures – at about 50 to one, we're a good play. And I said, no way. I think this team is dead. And I think that series against the Dodgers sealed it. All right. Well done. Thanks, champ. Talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. All right. Matt Humans. There you go. What has happened? This is 3 0 France at halftime. 
while we were doing condescending names, they scored three times, did oh, they not? They didn't care for the content at that point. Oh, my God. Yeah. So 3-0 at halftime over Morocco, and uh, one and a half now is the second half total. The total. I, I looked up at 2-0. I'm like, wait, what? And yeah. then I you know, looked down for 10 seconds to back up. They scored again. Yeah. And uh, in the first match, Colombia beat Jamaica 1-0. It was beautiful. Jamaica played four matches. There was a combined two goals in the tournament. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Yes, it's, I'm sad to see it end. Absolutely, kiddo. Uh, All right. This is uh, VSIN's Follow the Money here on the DraftKings Network. There's plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Levitard, and Ross Tucker here at VSIN. Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the field. And you can check out all of our best analysis on the website, which is vcin.com. Follow the money. He has two more hours coming up on vcin. And out of the break, uh, Adam Chernoff is going to join the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. Uh, NFL better. He's been coming on for many, many years. We'll spend time going over his projected win totals for every team, power ratings, and if, if there's a bet to make anywhere along the line as well. That's coming up next on Follow the Money. It's vcin, the sports betting network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.